You have tuned in to the unusual podcast. I'm not sure why you came here. Yes. What's going on, everybody? Hey, it's Allie. And it's Dylan. And we have some news for you. Oh, yeah. Okay, so to our dismay, we uh, have to put a pause on the podcast for a little while because me and Dylan are kind of going through a a big transition in our daily lives and we need all the extra time we can get. And I don't really want to continue doing the podcast if I don't feel like I can put my best effort into it and you know these past couple weeks have been we have been like recording and editing and putting the video out like on the last day yeah which you know at least we still are like up for it when we when we do get around to it but uh yeah we've just been not able to like really put everything into it and I feel like from this first run of us putting out our podcast I've definitely learned a lot about you know what to expect and you know, how I would definitely do it better when we do come back. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I would like to put more time into the stuff that we you know talk about. Yeah. And I feel like anyone who's actually been listening each week could probably tell that we weren't doing too much for the last few weeks. Yeah, it wasn't like very structured. Your as, story as much... was like like a short paragraph last week. Um, I thought that was good. I thought it was good to leave it off on a, you know, you always come through with like, 50 different events that happen that I have to remember upon like making the next part. So I thought it would be fine if it was shorter. Shorter, yeah. Whatever. Today we're going to be uh, finishing off the story or no? Yeah, I didn't. uh, I wanted to make the last part of the story on the actual last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a long one, but you know. Well, what we plan on doing is mashing up all the times that we brought in uh, in addition to the storyline. Mm-hmm. We're going to mash all those together, and that's going to be next week's episode, and that's going to be the last one for uh, who knows for how long. I mean, it could be a couple months. It could be in a, a year. Who knows? Maybe we'll never come back. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I would like to come back, but, you know. Oh, for we'll sure. See. I mean, the ideal thing that I would like to have at some point is – we have to upgrade our equipment for this, but I want to have, you know, the people that we know on. Yeah. Because I think a lot of them would like to be on for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the, the bigger motivations is like being able to get guest people on here, like my family yeah. members, your friends. Like it'd be mainly us, but, you know, then you just get more variety of characters. Yeah. And we definitely have a lot of characters in our lives. So, yeah. We'll, we'll be back, um, but we do really appreciate everyone who's been listening, you know, especially up to this episode, like, you guys rock for that. Oh, yeah, I mean, there have been a handful of people that, you know, will be in the DMs, and they they respond to our questions that we ask each week, and yeah. people do not care about spoilers, by the way. Yes, yes, that's good, but we'll go over, do you want to do the story first? All right, so where we left off was... Driftwood, Billy, and Chugwolf entered the spaceship, and uh, they they get up, they get sucked up into this glass tube, and then they're looking out of this tube into a room full of uh, these monster bugs, and they're all 
wearing Christmas sweaters and they're having like a Christmas party. Yeah. And then the last thing that happened was uh, Chug Wolf blasting through the glass. Chug Wolf? No, not Chug Wolf. Driftwood. Yeah. But, uh, okay. I was like, wait, since when did Bebop have a fucking gun? <laughs> that man don't need a gun. Yeah. Driftwood blasted through the glass tubes and sent shards flying everywhere, expecting every creature in the place to drop their solo cups and draw their weapons. Instead, they all stood in place and stared at the ratty humans, not reacting much to what just happened. Driftwood, Chugwolf, and Billy looked around the room still taking in the scene. At least 20 bug creatures similar to the gangsters they left outside in the cement sack were dressed in Christmas attire with most of them wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. A few dressed like elves, three were dressed like biblical wise men, and one was dressed like Jesus. Some were holding solo cups that they got from a punch bowl set up in the back. They had a fully decorated tree with presents underneath and a big star on top. It was an awkward silence until Driftwood spoke up. All right, ye landlubbers, where's me crew? Cocking his gun simultaneously. The bugs exchanged looks for a moment till one stepped forward wearing a festive sweater with a reindeer drinking beer on it. He attached the device to his neck and gave a sigh. Look man, we don't know why you're here or how you got in here, but I'm sure it has something to do with Willie and Big Al. We're taking the night off for this office party and can't help you right now. The boss said no work related stuff till tomorrow. Who knows what dingy dungeon me mates are in? I ain't making them wait. If you can't help me, then bring the big guy, or I'll turn this place into a real party. Driftwood shouted for all to hear. You should have said he's gonna really light it up. <laughs> like it's Christmas. Oh, sorry, guy. He's getting ready for the party right now. In fact, he should be here any minute if you want to hang out a bit, the bug said calmly. Driftwood sighed, the wind taken out of his sails. Alrighty, you got five minutes. After that, I'll really light this Christmas tree up. I could use a clap of thunder, though. The bug pointed them to the drinks and snacks in the back and ordered the other bug to fetch them some sweaters. Driftwood set a clock, and right on the five-minute mark, he fulfilled his promise. Time's up! It's to Davy Jones' locker with ye, he shouted as he blasted the Christmas tree, setting it ablaze. To his surprise, they still weren't attacking. Instead, they scrambled to put out the fire. He hesitated to shoot any of them since they weren't fighting back. Deciding he had to find his friends, he took aim at the one dressed like Jesus first. But before he could pull <laughs> the trigger, a very loud, Ho, ho, ho! echoed the room. Everyone froze all at once and looked over at a hallway off to the side. There stood an eight-foot-tall bug creature dressed up as Santa Claus. Well, that wasn't very nice of you, lad. What's the meaning of this? The bug that greeted them spoke up. He's looking for his friends, sir. It probably has something to do with what Big Al and Willie dropped off. Ah, I see. You must be Driftwood the Pirate. If I remember correctly, you have something of ours. Driftwood pulled out a glowing green orb from his pocket. He and Bug Santa worked out a deal where they would trade the stolen goods back to one another. And just as they raised a toast to taking a break from work, an explosion broke through one of the walls. Avast ye, bilge-sucking cretins! We're busting out! A voice shouted, and through the smoke coming from the hole poured out a dozen hobos holding laser rifles and swords that Billy recognized from the alley by his work. They managed to shoot three aliens before Bug Santa called out, Seize them! The creatures instantly went from chill party vibes to the bug-thug gangsters like the first two they met. The party broke out into chaos. 
Though he had worked out a deal, Driftwood seemed pleased with this turn of events and drew his weapon without hesitation. But before he could use it, Bug Santa sent him flying with a single swipe of his slimy claw. Billy had no idea what to do, so he ran and hid behind the presents and the burnt Christmas tree. He stared in horror, watching the hobos and the festive-dressed alien bugs slaughter each other until all but five of Driftwood's crew were dead. Those five and Chugwolf had been captured. There were only four of Santa's minions left. Those four were Jesus and his wise men. You're really on the naughty list now. You're not getting anything for Christmas but a bullet in the head. Ho, ho, ho. Grab the notorious pirate. As they went towards Driftwood, he got up, bleeding through his shirt and from his head. Arg, 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 arg. Timing has never been our strong suit, eh, boys? But we are sure good at starting fights. He tore off his shirt to reveal the nasty claw wound and reached into his pocket to pull out a small green bean. But that's because we know how to finish him. For dead men tell no tales, he says as he eats it. Billy watched his wound close up along with all his other little cuts. Then his body seemed to get bigger, particularly his muscles. He went from being around six feet and mildly in shape to being close to seven feet with huge, well-defined muscles. His beard and hair even grew out a little longer. Batten down the hatches, ye scurvy dogs. It's time to dance with the hangman. He shouted as he ran right for the bugs. He moved so quick that they couldn't get a good shot on him before he got up to them and beat all four of them to a pulp. Pleased with himself, he turned to go for Santa, but the eight-foot monster was standing behind him already in his backswing. Driftwood tried to block it, but Santa's punch still knocked him back. The pirate and Santa Claus fought back and forth, and even in his new form, Driftwood leaned on the losing side more and more until Santa had him pinned on the ground, twisting his arm and leaning his big jolly boot on his head. Billy listened to Driftwood's screams over the sound of his arm breaking. Santa bellowed in laughter. Where's your Christmas spirit, pirate? As things seemed to get bleaker by the second, Billy decided to open up one of the Christmas presents, revealing a tiny handgun. It didn't seem like it would do much, but there wasn't any time. From behind the disgusting creature, he took aim, prayed to the real Santa Claus, and fired. To his surprise, a bright blue beam shot out of the gun that disintegrated Santa Claus's head and shoulders. Driftwood let out a sound of relief as the last alien fell to the floor. I knew you had it in you, lad. The two untied the others. The two untied the others and splashed punch on them to wake them up. They all proceeded to raid the rest of the ship, taking all sorts of weird stuff Billy was unfamiliar with. Hey, Driftwood, what is that orb you took from them in the first place? Not sure, bucko, but I bet it's worth a lot of doubloons. After that, Billy went to live with Driftwood as part of his new crew, and together they stippled into many more adventures. Perhaps we'll meet them again one day. Wow, so many more adventures of Driftwood and Billy. That's mm -hmm. how they met. That was the prequel to yep. the sequel. Yeah, that's pretty much like the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. But that, no, that's like part three, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I guess you, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's, you know, there you go. It was very good. Thank you for that. Oh. I We were both going to write it together, but as some of you, as you guys, all of you should know, like, I am back on my YouTube weekly schedule, so that's, I just have not been able to, you know. Oof. Sorry, um, but I, I'm I'm really happy with what you came up with. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. So besides that, we did mention last week that we were going to cover some rom-com movies, and we did watch a bunch actually this week, starting mm. with A Fish Called Wanda, 
That movie is basically like Jamie Lee Curtis is deceiving this guy that she is dating, or at least he thinks that that they're dating, but she's actually dating this other guy who she tells him is her brother, and all three of them, plus the guy that she is not really dating, uh, his, what is he? I don't know, some other guy who is related to the the guy who she's pretending to date. Anyways, all four of them, rob a bank, and then Jamie Lee Curtis and her actual boyfriend, Scam, or no. Con. They con those people by placing the robbery on them so he gets he gets put in jail and then Mm. but he also hid the the jewels before he got put in jail and he Mm. won't tell them where they're where it is and jamie lee curtis is just trying to make sure that it doesn't fall back on them and so they're trying to get the jewels while also remain like innocent uh not only to him in jail but uh she also tries to deceive his lawyer by getting more information on how the trial is going to play out. Within that, she ends up actually growing a thing for him. And then her other boyfriend is like jealous. And um, that's basically kind of like what happens. Uh, that's that's the basis of it. But within that is there there are definitely many laughs. I, I enjoyed it. It was very chaotic. I couldn't even explain like the plot line to that movie just now. But I did I did actually find that movie to be pretty funny. Like it there's different kinds of humor. There's like humor where uh, it's based off of like people having like sarcastic remarks and like that the way they they talk and stuff uh are is funny and then there's other humor where it's like by their actions and what they do is is Mm. kind of what's funny and i think it was more like action based on uh her very jealous boyfriend who was he was he was kind of a maniac he he would just do things um while she's like trying to seduce him so that she could get more information or he'll be like hiding behind the door or like looking into the window or something yeah and then at one (laughs) point he literally just appears in in the room and he's like like just completely blows a cover for what mm-hmm. she's trying to do but not completely to the point where he doesn't like see her again but um yeah she just keeps saying that's her, that's her boy or her brother mm-hmm. that way nobody gets very suspicious but then it I don't know it was really weird i mean the whole relationship thing in that movie was was unlike anything i've seen before really uh but it was very interesting and um yeah it was funny also i give that movie like a 7.5 out of 10 i didn't see the ending but i at least got up to the part where she was trying to get with the lawyer yeah that honestly that movie had like a a weird change like an unexpected ending for me like i didn't so since you guys don't care about spoilers she does end up with the lawyer um, which I didn't expect. I thought like she was, I don't know. And then, and then they ended up getting the jewel somehow. And, and like that, it was kind of like a happily ever after mm-hmm. type of situation. It was, it was definitely weird. Um, definitely one of a kind movie, I think. Yeah. And that one was from the nineties, mm-hmm. 1988, actually. We only watched this movie mainly because my, my parents were getting rid of it. Well, they got rid of a bunch of movies. And uh, we also grabbed Moonstruck, which was Nicolas Cage and Cher. And we watched like the first 20 minutes of it. And honestly, it was just kind of drab for me. Like, I, it was I. 
it was all right. Like, I, I think we just didn't watch it enough to get to a point where it really started getting funny. But mm. Nicolas Cage is kind of hard to take seriously sometimes. And, and just like, I don't know. I, I could already tell there was going to be more drama than there was comedy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, it's it's mainly a drama. Yeah, but at least the fish called Wanda was like a good mixture of like chaoticness, comedy, and then like honestly, honestly, there wasn't even really that much romance to it at all. Yeah. Like it just ended up being you know who she chose to be with in the end. Mm. But I just don't really like romantic movies in general. But we did watch when Harry met Sally, and I guess for the the most majority of the movie, they like didn't really like each other they were just like friends and you know there was like hints of of romance between them the whole time uh so that movie was was meg ryan and billy crystal and they just happened to meet each other like their senior year of college they graduated and then they both had to go to new york and meg what who plays sally uh she only brought him with her because her friend that was her boyfriend that was her friend's boyfriend and he was just kind of getting a favor mm-hmm. and on that trip to new york which was like the first like five minutes of the movie they just kind of already established the relationship between them like she didn't really care for him and he was kind of an obnoxious mm. kind of douche you know yeah he's kind of like cynical and yeah I guess. But then, like, you know, five years pass and they see each other, and then another five years pass and then they see each other. And every time they see each other, they had like a, a whole nother leap in their relationship status you know either someone got married or someone got divorced or someone's dating someone they broke up or something mm-hmm. like that. And so they just ended up being friends. And then at some point, they actually admit to each other that they like each other but of course they go through a downfall before that that movie is definitely like billy crystal's sarcasm and remarks are really what make that movie so funny yeah i i love that movie actually yeah yeah i mean it's it's good yeah that's a classic like I, i i have seen that movie before um, but it's been a really long time. And that movie just feels very classic to me in general. Yeah. And it, it is enjoyable. Like it has like just enough romance to it that it, the romance is still, you know, enjoyable. And the comedy isn't overshadowed by the romance. Yeah, it's you not know? overwhelming. I mean, yeah, because they're friends most of the movie. So and then I'm going to get you sucker. OK, yeah, that movie is not a rom-com. It's just a straight comedy with the Wayans brothers. I don't know. That's that's a love story. Okay, it's a love yeah. story between a man and his dead brother's baby mama. Baby mama. Oh wait. Oh no, they didn't have a kid. No. <laughs> his boo thing. Uh that movie was really funny. Was I really feel funny. like I've been talking a lot, so do you wanna uh it was really funny. I mean it's like a satirical parody kind of movie and ridiculous. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. That, you we know. love that kind of music. I mean, think of like the Naked Gun. Mm. Think of yeah. uh, Top Gun. Is that mm. what it's called? Yeah. It like it and it parodies. The no, kind not of... Top Gun. What is it called? Loaded Gun. Loaded Gun, maybe. No. Well, yeah, that one too. That loaded one. Weapon. Loaded Weapon. I think it's Loaded yeah. Weapon. Yeah. I still might be wrong, but yeah, those are those are good ones too. We really enjoy those types of movies. Yeah. But I'm gonna get you, sucker. Was y- really yeah. Good. Where the where the 
the way that the loaded weapon makes fun of movies like Lethal Weapon and you know old movies like that. This one makes fun of like stereotypical black movies. You know, like it makes fun of how they always make the neighborhoods look poor and stuff. They like always make them gangsters and whatnot. They had the um when they had the TV stealing races. I just I don't know that shit cracked me up. It makes fun of load uh, lethal weapon kind of style too. Towards the end, where they just load up and roll in with. I actually don't remember the end very much. The Williams brothers in general, they always know yeah, how to make you laugh. Brothers. Oh yeah, the one guy that the which which brother is it? The bald one from My Wife and Kids, Damien. His character always getting thrown down the stairs. Yeah. That was that was. They weak. also had the girl uh from in living color in there she just made like a random appearance the one that does the skit um but you didn't hear it from me like oh, she, yeah. the gossip wasn't, wasn't she the wife or, or no no she she was just like in a random club scene and she was the the singing lady on stage and she just oh, was like getting yeah. all crazy and they're like what is go who is this people just start leaving oh and the the one guy's mom that was always beating everyone up yeah kind of like um kung fu hustle yeah that's a good one very silly yeah what else did we watch we watched um and then when other than that we've been watching christmas movies we watched we watched most of deck the halls yeah that movie has matthew broderick and danny devito and i really wanted to like it honestly i i like matthew broderick and i and i like danny devito but that movie was just not entertaining for me like mm. danny devito wasn't playing a funny character he was playing kind of a douchey neighbor new neighbor who just had a an obsession with making his house light up to the point where you could see it in space and matthew was really annoyed with that because he couldn't sleep and it was too bright mm -hmm. in his house since he lives right across the street and so he was just kind of like trying to get uh all of that you know he he even like cut the the power lines just so that he, he yeah. could uh cut the cut the lights off but it didn't work obviously and I don't know. There, you not know, the, there was the supposed to be some. Antics. No, it wasn't very funny. Um, so yeah, we didn't even finish watching that movie, but mm. we did watch Christmas with the Cranks, and that movie was funny. That's I, a good one. I'm so happy we watched that movie. I was, I was afraid that it wasn't gonna be very good, but Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, that's not a a, a duo that I don't, I don't think I've seen anywhere else. But uh, no, that movie was definitely funny. They decided to skip skip christmas because they wanted to go on a cruise ship instead and their neighbor so they were like not gonna uh dress up their house or anything and their neighbors were getting you know very upset about it because they're like how are you gonna skip christmas you're so selfish we need frosty up yeah. their their uh their, their decoration their, yeah because their neighborhood has like a tradition where everybody puts this giant frosty on their roof yeah. So that it's matching when you go in, into the neighborhood. But uh, Tim Allen's character was just obsessed with skipping every part of Christmas. Like he didn't just want to not buy presents and skip but he all was the big doing purchases. it mainly because people started like boycotting and like getting. Mm -hmm. It was because people started uh, getting like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make him do it or make him feel guilty about it that he wanted to skip it even more. Like any little yeah. detail. Yeah, he was getting crazy with it. 
And then there was a part where he gets Botox and he's like, they're sitting at the table eating and like, he can't even chew his food and he just looks so crazy. It's like the same bite of mashed potatoes like four times. And, and Jamie Lee Curtis, just like how, like the anxiety she gets from just like even going outside and like trying to avoid any of her neighbors or be seen at all. Mm. Like, it was pretty funny. That was a good one. So I guess our final topic will be um, one we've been asked about a few times, which is music. Yes, music. Mainly just, I guess, uh, suggestions. I think that's the one I've seen a couple different times. So Mm. I don't even really listen to newer music for real. Um, I just feel like it's too predictable, a lot of it. Uh, And then what what I do listen to, um, I guess, you know, I listen to some rap and... I still listen to some indie. Um, really, is do people even really make rock music? Zen Brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rock music. Like, I can't yeah. think of somebody that I really listen to that, that I would category, cor- categorize as rock. Yeah, I feel like rock is kind of divided up into its own, like, subgenres these days, which is kind of cool, but, yeah, class, you know, a lot of the best stuff is made a while ago yeah well i I still mainly listen to music from like the 50s to like the 90s is is where i mainly stick out Mm. um i love 70s music like that i don't know i guess let's let me just introduce my favorite band since like middle school Mm. um my 16th birthday was themed for the Beatles and the Beatles. I always loved, like, I don't know what it was. I got, I got really obsessed with them and that was kind of like my thing. Like everything I got was Beatles and I would go to the public library and rent out all of their CDs and that was all I really listened to. I mean, I even had a CD player and I would just play that. And I got really into, obviously, John Lennon's solo music and some of Paul McCartney's solo music, which John Lennon was always my favorite, but I I can definitely appreciate how Paul McCartney's music was more like pop related, you know, and he, he was mainly making music to just feel good and to have a vibe and John Lennon's music was more like feeling and mm. like I it, it kind of felt more artistic you know John mm. Lennon's music but they're definitely my favorites still to this day even though I don't really listen to them as much anymore like I think they'll always just have a number one spot in my in my heart the show is a good good number one band to have yeah I and I feel like you know they can definitely seem to someone who doesn't really listen to them like they're overplayed or something um by the hype but i i think i don't think those people have really heard yeah like a lot of the stuff though like i feel like your favorite songs of your favorite bands are not going to be the number one songs that that are recommended like i don't like hey jude (laughs) i really don't let it be fuck let it be i don't even care for that song Mm. either but it's all those songs in the mix in the mix of that that you know i really love and they also did like uh 
pioneer a lot of the sound that we have today. Yeah. And I, you can definitely hear that. And also having the Beatles with so much variety, like their earlier albums, you get the very like uh, jiggy kind of 70 or mm. not 70s, but the the 50s mm. vibe to it. And then as you go down the line, it just gets more and more experimental and the instruments they use even the songs they make, you know, it just mm. gets more interesting and like trippy sometimes. So I can definitely appreciate them for like so many different aspects. Yeah. So they're they're definitely my favorite band. Well, my favorite band at an early age was Green Day. Of course. <laughs> for like a long time. I guess until I really started listening to anything that wasn't like on the radio in some way or something, you know? Yeah. But even still, I still like old Green Day. I mean, I never really liked their... I guess when I was younger, I would probably still listen to American Idiot. But after that, mm. even young me is like, that shit is whack. And American Idiot's not good. But their old stuff is cool. Yeah. I like uh, I like the vibe. I like that they... I like the topics, you know? Well, the Beatles for me is very timeless. Mm. So do you feel that way about Green Day? Like their music Their old that stuff you like? is timeless, yeah. I still listen to it from time to time. Oh, cool. I honestly don't think I could pick one favorite band. Like, I just say that one because I, you know, if you asked me what my favorite band was for probably at least 10 years, that's what I would say. Well, besides music, Gwen Stefani is like, like, I love her so much. Not only Mm. does she have like cool music, but just her style Mm. And like the way she presents herself and her energy always, I always resonated with that. I, I listened to her also a lot in, in middle school and I follow her on Instagram. Like I'm, I I don't think I'll ever not be like a fan of her, even though I think her music is not good anymore. And I wish that there was more of her like sweet escape music Mm -hmm. that album uh love angel music baby and the following one after that like those two albums really slap and it just it really hurts sometimes to think about like that the the sweet escape album was like her last album for so many years and Mm -hmm. and like now she finally came back a couple years ago and put out some music and it just it just sounds like the predictable you know radio music you get now Mm. and yeah that song with blake shelton though uh, yeah and she's also been doing a lot of country music and it's like uh i just don't really care for it like i just want her punk vibes man i just want her like i'm a fucking bad bitch vibes i think i'm just a girl is my favorite song um like of hers or just ever (laughs) no of hers i mean i know it's no (laughs) doubt but i really like that song yeah just a girl yeah that that song is really good i mean honestly i can't i don't think i could pick like a specific song Mm. off of her um albums but um i do listen to no doubt too and i think from no doubt sunday morning is definitely my favorite song Mm -hmm. by them nice yeah Mm. well i guess in general i'd say i like I like punk music. Um, Tony Hawk's, I guess if I had to give like a, a basis oh, of where my music taste came from, it'd be Tony Hawk Pro Skater. 
Because that's really what got me into like everything that I know. Yeah. Like through that game, I found Loop Pack, which is a rap group that um, Mad Lib was a part of. So through that, I found Mad Lib and, you know, you start exploring Mad Lib's discography and all the stuff he's worked on. You'll find a lot of, you know, really cool hip hop, experimental Mm. stuff type too, like Quasimodo. That's his, I think it's just him doing that, but. You know, I've always had a a soft spot for like shoegaze, like Mm -hmm. Slow Dive and My Bloody Valentine or shit like that. Oh, I love, um, I love Hope Sandoval and and Maisie Starr. Well, Maisie Starr is like the band that Mm -hmm. she was in. And then Hope Sandoval did like what after that after Maisie Star it was Hope Sandoval and the Warm Inventions I think mm-hmm. and um I like them both but yeah something about her music I I like really grew to love and got kind of like obsessed with for a while yeah her her uh Maisie Star album with the black it's like black and white and it's a staircase and it's mm. a staircase. That is definitely one of my, f- my favorites. I can listen to that one a lot. Yeah. But then, you know, there's people like David Bowie. I love David Bowie queen. I love mm. queen. Uh, I listen to a lot of classic stuff too. I just wish honestly that music had more variety and, uh, it, yeah, music now just feels like very predictable and like, it doesn't really have like heart into it. Like, it doesn't seem like it's like on a formula it's on a formula and like the people who are singing um there's not character to their voice Mm -hmm. and you see freddie mercury and you're like wow that guy he's just freaking awesome his his voice was so rich and yet their music was so cool it was a good mix of not only like a good singer but also like a good beat and progression in the songs but now there's like the progressions is just repetitive um and like it doesn't really stray that far off from like the genres Mm. and there's not very much groove Mm. the groove is gone and uh yeah i mean i i listen to doja cat i like doja cat and I listen to like Megan the Stallion, mm. you know, sometimes. And th- those are me. That's music that I listen to to kind of like get me pumped and motivated and like moving, you know. And mm. like I, I listen to that mainly as like background music for like shit that I want to do. But when I really want to like sit and listen to music deeply, like that, that's not really where I go for. Actually, I do really fuck with the Garden. I just started listening to the Garden at the beginning of this year when I don't really know what took me so long, but I really do fuck with them. Yeah, they're uh, good. They are. They use so many cool instruments, and just like I love the the aggression that you get from them, mm. and then like the cool random uh, sounds. I mean, even just like their their vibe and their look is so cool, and they stand in their own place. Yeah, I like I like bands that are hard to like categorize. Yeah, they definitely are, and even in their their separate bands. So the Garden is uh, twin brothers, and then they also have their own separate bands that just themselves, and mm. even that music is is enjoyable. 
Oh, Enjoy is one of them. Yeah. They're they're a newer band. Actually, when when we got the Spotify uh playlist thing the mm. from the music that you listen the most to, The Garden was number one. They were and and Kiss My Super Bowl Ring was the number one song, which is kind of weird because I didn't care for that song that like compared to the other songs on that their newer album this year that one wasn't like my most favorite mm. but uh for some reason that was the number one i think it's probably because i would like play the entire album and that was the first song so that's probably why oh yeah um but we did actually buy tickets to see them this year and then the coronavirus you know yeah that would have been a good one uh that would have been kind of a scary one that's why we bought tickets for like we bought tickets like for like a VIP section that comes with like a table and seats and everything mm-hmm. because we didn't want to get like in we didn't want to get in the the riots <laughs> or what is it the moshing I'm sure people get crazy in there uh, yeah probably they do have some pretty fast music yeah Shit, no well specifically the garden yeah they have some some you know I'm trying aggressive to uh, music. I'm I trying do to... really like aggressive music. I didn't actually start listening to uh like aggressive music until I met Dylan. And then I really started getting into just like being real. I like some thrash. I'm not like very deep into it. There's probably a lot more bands out there, but Whiplash, Power and Pain, that's like one of the best albums of all time. Mm. That's a good one. Obviously, Kill 'em All by Metallica's cool. But that's like where my that's like as far as my taste goes is like I just have certain albums by certain bands I like. Like I don't even I don't I can't even think of like many bands like that where I listen to everything. It's just like I hear a good album and I like, oh, this one's good. Yeah, I feel like especially nowadays, it's really hard to find uh, music that like you can listen to the, an album like front to back or like, you know, the entirety. Yeah, of that it. too. Uh, yeah. And that's how I that's how I like to listen to music is just yeah, I just have it by album. Yeah. It's like I'll just put this one on. Mm. Nuclear Assault's pretty good. They have multiple albums I listen to. I don't know. Yeah, aggressive music is cool. I Mellow I music. started listening to to Black Sabbath only after I met Dylan. Also, and then there, I actually went through a phase of like mm-hmm. only listening to Black Sabbath for a while. They're pretty good. That's they another are, band. They are too, actually like, really good. They have a lot of albums, but I only listen to like three or four yeah i couldn't even, I, I think i listened to those only same three or four probably most people but you know there are people who are probably like black sabbath is a good band i don't even i just don't even know about those other albums maybe one day i'll listen to them and go oh, i think shit. it's cool because like, the, and everything is good they're they have some like really cool groovy spots yeah in their music which feels so unexpected yeah but and then, like, not every one of their songs sounds the same either. Like, They're, they got good strong, uh, good song structure. They do. Good variety. They have an awesome variety. I, I do. They're one of my top. I would say they're definitely up up top for me. Mm. And then, I don't know, in recent years, my friends really got me into Weezer. Weezer, yeah. Weezer is good. Weezer's pretty cool. They're, they're, they're very classic. Mm. Like, they just, like, they... They're very like hard to not like. I feel for the for, for most people. It's also like they gotta have something you like because they also have a variety of different sounds. Mm-hmm. Like they they yeah they really get around with what they're doing with their songs, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. You know, sometimes we listen to like Japanese pop. I don't even know what you call it. Oh man, I went through a 
big phase like during my color club Mm -hmm. era especially i would listen to a lot of japanese like 80s pop Mm. music um like there's this one girl named it was like chiemi manabi and i think uh her music was really cool and like very experimental also like the the beats Mm -hmm. for those it's like it's more centered around like having like really cool synths and uh like it it doesn't even have like a full structure to to some of those songs um like it doesn't really bring it back around it like really goes off and like does its own thing and then like they're instrumentals yeah Mm. This one song specifically called like Un Tu, just just put Chiemi Manabi. I think it's C H I E M I, and then M A N A B E, and then the song is like Un Tu Tuku. Put U N T O O K, and maybe it'll pop up for you. Anyways, that was like my song. I listened mm-hmm. to that one a lot. And then there was also another uh, girl who it was very like jazzy. Do the, you remember what it was called? The Love Trip album. The Love Trip, yeah. I only know that album by her, but yeah, that's a really good album. That entire thing. That yeah, is. when I found that, I played it front to back. I mean, like the entirety of the thing because yeah, you could only yeah. find it on YouTube anyways. I had no problem. Is it on sound? Oh, wow. I did not know that. Well, I didn't really care. I mean, they they only had the entire album as a post on YouTube when I first found it. Mm. And I I listened to the entirety of the thing. Yeah. That one reminds me of like, there are certain like ending songs to animes. I think it it mainly makes me think of the Dragon Ball one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really, I like that vibe. I do like instrumentals too. There was that one... I don't know if it was a band or whatever, Cassiopeia. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. They got, I liked a few of their albums. and That one is just strictly instrumentals and, mm-hmm. you know, very hard 80 cents. Yeah. But it was, that is a good one. That it's one's jazzy. gold. Yeah. I think the, the picture that, of the one that, the album that I always used to listen to was like a, a jam jar. Mint jam. Mint jam, yeah. Yeah, I I like experimental or I like uh, instrumental stuff too. Like I'll listen to that's another thing Madlib has. He has a few good. Um, I don't know. I can only think of the Blues Note one. That's my favorite one. But he's mm-hmm. got a couple albums where it's just instrumental tracks. Yeah. Um, but I I like surf and instrumental bands like surf rock. Surf rock is cool. Yeah. Kind of like the Beach Boys. No, no, like, uh, like the Jimmy Neutron theme song. Oh yeah, that <laughs> this, is literally the best cartoon intro. The well, best Jimmy Neutron is considered cartoon. Yeah. Even though he's not like flat. No, nah, it's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's this band called Manor Astro Man, and the front man of that band, Brian something, he wrote that song for Jimmy Neutron. And Into he the stars mm. by candy bars. I and love how he says, this is the theme song yeah. of Jimmy Dutron. That yeah. is fucking sick. And that, that song really sounds like what that band does. Yeah. Like at least the more structured stuff. And then they have other stuff that's more. And there's a few songs here and there that they do vocals, but a lot of it's instrumental. And then they'll just play clips of like old 
black and white stuff talking about space or aliens or something mm. like that or asteroids or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. And then there's a few other bands that are kind of like that. Um, and I actually found one that I like through a podcast. The front or the uh, the guy is in an instrumental band called the Isotopes. And when they do shows, they actually do it's they put on like a show, you know, like they'll tell jokes in between songs and stuff like that since they don't really have vocals. Oh. I think on one of their albums, they have like a surf rendition of the Mario theme song. And the Ramones. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I, I should mention those because I also mm-hmm. went through a phase of listening to them a lot. I also love The Cure, of course. I think these are very classic people that, you know, yeah. most of us listen to at some point or another. But You should. But just to mention them, um, yeah, I listen to a little bit of everything, I guess. But just not too much of now. Smashing music. Pumpkins is a really good one. Duh. How did we forget about that? Actually, you know what? Smashing Pumpkins is is on my uh, like my top three because mm. um, when I started like in high school, like the Smashing Pumpkins was actually what I mainly listened to like every day. Like I, I don't know. They 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 really gave me like a, a comfort zone because I didn't really like hang out with people too much I guess and so like I just would listen to Smashing Pumpkins a lot and mm. I got really obsessed with them and uh, I think they'll always also have like a really special place for me oh yeah oh they heart. still get played all the time too because they yeah. just they rock like they got some riffs yeah they got some really good riffs yeah in high school for me it was oh and MGMT okay that band like smashing pumpkins and mgmt were like some of my Mm. top bands that i listened to in in high school mgmt is is actually really sick there it's working album like i that one was also very experimental and just fun that that album is so fun but Mm. um yeah sorry i cut you off i just you said high school and then i was like oh fuck oh hum hum is one of my favorite bands Mm. i actually like I, you know, for me saying they're one of my favorites, I have not listened to their new album because they put one out recently, but they're a band from the 90s and all three of their albums from back then are, I think, are good. And they have kind of a unique, a unique style, I think. I, I can't really think of other bands that play similar kinds of music. It's kind of, uh, it's like slow rock sort of, but it gets, you know, some stuff they got's heavy, but I don't know. You know, I don't really listen to, like, bands that I liked or bands that I like from, like, the 90s or earlier. Like, if they put out new music, I don't really listen to it for real because it just doesn't seem the same. I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins or Billy Corgan has put out new music, you know. Mm. I just never really cared for it. But to my surprise, when I was – I mentioned Hope Sandoval. She did put out – an album not too long ago and and one of her songs on her recent album i actually really really liked it was called let me get there and that it honestly that is one of the one songs that like i can say is is newer from like an older you know artist Mm -hmm. that i actually really really fucked with and it was very surprising and it also kind of made me feel more comfortable like checking out people's newer music yeah you should i'm I'm definitely gonna give it a shot at some point i just yeah it is hard to feel like it's gonna be the exact same and and then also i feel like the songs that you might really like are probably gonna be like 
deep inside of the the album. Oh yeah, you got to check the whole thing out. Yeah, you can't just listen to a couple songs. You have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. I just like rock music that has groove in it. I mean, I definitely like some very structured mild kinds of rock like um like 90s early 2000s type like lit lit has a really good album mm. but it just sounds like um it sounds like a movie track from the early 2000s because they just use a bunch of random 90s songs like 90s hits kind of thing yeah but they all kind of sound like hits though i don't know but i my favorite is is rock with a groove in it and i I particularly like when it gets kind of like wild too, you know, I guess like Minutemen mm. and Fugazi. I like, uh, I just, I guess I like the bass in those. Mm. I like how they, you know, I, I like some music where the bass and the guitar are kind of doing the same thing, mm. but bands like that, they're doing different things that complement each other really well. Yeah. And they shred. They shred. They, they mix like a little bit of punk with a little bit of almost like Black Sabbath kind of. Yeah. Kind of a groove kind of rock, you know. I actually found Minutemen from listening to The Garden cuz they like they talk they reference them mm-hmm. a lot. Like I've watched like interviews of them and shit mm-hmm. just off YouTube. I mean, Fugazi and Minutemen are like the only two like they remind me of each other, but then other than that there's not like very much more that I can think of. I don't mm-hmm. know. They both even I guess it's almost cuz their voices sound a little similar too. Yeah. But I really like it. I can also appreciate like more obvious people that like I guess you wouldn't really think about listening to their whole albums, but um, they are also very popular. Like Billy Joel, mm-hmm. I do like Billy Joel. I actually saw him in concert too. Now, for people who don't, because I never listened to very much like classic kinds of rock, like Queen or um, you know, the only classic stuff I ever was interested in his punk just to like as a history lesson you know mm-hmm. like just to, and then obviously the ramones and the clash like the big hits back then are pretty good still yeah but um i never really listened to anything else like that but you should definitely check st- check them out if if you're like that too because you can find some good stuff with like even stuff that feels overplayed like queen they yeah. have a lot of good songs they do like i actually really like the queen and i never I never really knew how much I liked the Queen because it's keep just queen. queen. Yeah, you keep saying the Queen. They're good. They I like how crazy so their good. songs are, and it's very like orchestral. Yeah, is that how you say it. Yeah, because because Freddie, like no matter what, uh, like genre, like he felt was necessary for mm. for the progression of the song. You know, if it if it needed like a, uh like Mozart type of feeling yeah, to it. He yeah. would he would just add it in there. Like he mm-hmm. didn't he wasn't like too uh concerned with, you know, what it should be. It was just like if it sounded like it to him, mm-hmm. then that's what he would do. And he yeah, was really like good at piano. Ups. And I guess if I'm throwing any other favorite artists out there, I like MF Doom. I Let don't me think see. I don't think I've ever heard anything by him that I didn't like. I didn't really like the album he did with Bishop Naru. I didn't care for it that much, but mm. I think I also just hold that hold him to a high expectation because everything else, dope. I mean, I just like the image. I like the super villain thing he's got going on. You also like Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah, Nirvana's they're cool. They they always seem like 
overplayed to me um for a little while or not not overplayed but like uh you hear you just come see as you so are in teen spirit you hear it a lot yeah and so i i like it took me a little while to like actually listen to them mm. but they are they deserve you know oh yeah no the they, recognition that i mean got. maybe i don't know the like maybe i'm wrong on this but from my understanding they invented grunge mm. which grunge is dope I don't know, but I should mention the Strokes. They are one. They are actually like in the top for me. Like mm. I, they're one of those bands that like I can listen to the entirety of multiple of their albums. Like I, I actually really fuck yeah. with the Strokes a lot. And if you get the chance, I mean, listen to, uh, is this it? Automatic stop i think is other album i don't know i mean just just listen to their shit i i really fuck with the strokes a lot mm. yeah well i can't think of any i can't really think of any uh any other big ones to throw in I know there's a bunch of... I'm kind of looking through. Oh, I like uh, Knapsack. (laughs) That's like some emo shit, though. Yeah. I used to like emo a lot. I actually, when I was in high school, I really liked... um, Sugar Ray. Oh, Sugar Ray Dope. I really liked, (laughs) uh, like, Twinkly Emo. That's what they call it. Yeah. And it's just like... I still still appreciate the guitar styles that you find in in that area of music, but... You know, it got a little whiny for me, I guess. Another artist that I I do really enjoy listening to, um, especially on rainy days, Mm -hmm. is Astrid Gilberto. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't say her name without, like, the tongue. Probably. Astrid Gilberto. Yeah, she's got some bobs. She's got really cool music. It's very, um, I I think she's popular in, like, the 60s. But it's it's like Brazil. She's Brazilian too, and I, I'm pretty sure she's Brazilian. Um, but I mean, if you want, you can start with listening to like her her like hits, uh, compilation albums, and then go from there. But she she's very like jazzy, also kind of. Is it jazz? Yeah, a little bit. Very like almost kind of like elevator music, but yeah, but cool. Mm-hmm. But cool elevator music and and her voice is really soothing as well. I'm I'm glad I mentioned her. Mm-hmm. Um and then I also really love Tyler the Creator. Actually, I think out of like all the artists that have that are newer now, like Tyler the Creator is one of the only ones I really will listen to because he actually cares about like I think the artistry of his music mm-hmm. and he is always bringing something that feels fresh and like just enjoyable to listen to but he also has a lot of character in his music as well and uh you know you can hear like sound effects and shit that almost kind of gives it like a cartoonish vibe sometimes you Mm -hmm. know he'll add like cars racing or um there's he can always uh add like a, a story to his music too mm-hmm. and Tyler the creator beyond like his music he is just an all over like really cool personality and individual and with his his 
his uh fashion that he puts out his fucking shoes too like i feel like everything he creates is just sick and he's like a really cool uh example for um i guess kind of how to do it now mm-hmm. you know to like mix in um like cool art with like also being appealing to still uh today's audience because today's audience is very like has short attention spans shriveled and shriveled i like his progression over time yeah well honestly i didn't listen to tyler the creator until the flower album Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) i mean before that old stuff was like he was basically just trolling like he would just say the most aggressive shit that he could yeah which is cool i mean you know he was also young as shit like that's what kids are gonna do but i like that he because you know i, I don't his really... music is more music now and oh, he's yeah, not yeah. like just tied to rap yeah he really got like into it and created his own style you know yeah which is cool it's yeah a good one yeah i i honestly still have never listened to cherry bomb mm-hmm. i don't know if i i mean i will eventually i guess I don't know if I ever heard that one. But I, I think it's safe to say I'm still a fan of him, even though I didn't listen to his earlier albums. Like, I just... Oh, yeah, yeah. I just like Igor and the the flower one. Yeah. Besides artists, like, I do really love um, Rico Nasty and FKA Twigs. Like, I, I can't really listen to too much of Rico. Uh, her music it's not like that good to me honestly but there's some there are some bops in there that like that really get me kind of aggressive and like i like to to be like feel like i'm gonna punch somebody and she gets Mm. me in that mood and i I enjoy like i enjoy the feeling of it (laughs) but um i do i i think i mainly like her for like her her look and her energy and the same thing for fk twigs like I, her music is a little too slow for me and like I just don't find like an opportunity where I really feel like I want to listen to it but I do appreciate like how creative she is mm-hmm. and just her vibe and energy as well her look all of her creativity is just like I think she's one of like the most creative and outgoing artists like now Tame Impala I was really into Tame Impala too I never got on that train. The like his first two albums were pretty sick. Or uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're cool. I like. Uh, I think there's a couple songs where, I, you know, I'll be like, I like the bass line to them. Yeah. But I think uh, the hype around Tame Impala it, it does seem a little like overwhelming, sometimes. But um, I still enjoy the, his music. Yeah. And uh. Mac DeMarco, we listen to Mac DeMarco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's Mac cool. I, I don't like his newer stuff, to be honest. Like it's just it doesn't have like very much rhythm to it, and it yeah. feels like very repetitive. And like he's like, he almost seems kind of depressed. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry if he is, but you know, I'm not gonna really. His his uh freaking out the neighborhood and salad days is yeah. I think it probably as far as I go oh no I think his best album is Rock and Roll Nightclub yeah but that was before yeah that was before he got onto the very like that his signature yeah. style but I think Rock and Roll Nightclub is is such a cool album it mm. feels raw and it yeah. feels groovy and like I just wish he would do that again. 
Yeah. If he if he could, you know, I want more of that style. MGMT, I I actually haven't really listened to their newer stuff. Um, I've listened to the song Little Dark Age, and I think that one that song is actually really cool. But I haven't listened to their their albums deeply. They kind of lost me at that the one that they followed up with after the It's Working album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't have as much like groove to it. I guess I don't know. Groove is really important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with my family, like music and food is like the two most important things mm-hmm. to us. And I, I'm, I know that's definitely just cause like I'm Puerto Rican, but like it, it's gotta have rhythm. It's gotta like make me want to dance a little bit. Most of the time. Uh, unless it's rock, you know, in which case like it, it needs to get me in my feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins got me in my feelings. I th- I think this is a good last uh, episode. It's it's pretty yeah, long, yeah. and I- I'm glad we got to cover m- music as much as we did because mm-hmm. I don't know when we'll have this conversation again. Yeah, I hope we got you guys uh, interested in some new things. Thank you so much for like hanging out with us. You know, for these past like two months, I guess. Yeah, two months. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you again, or we'll hear you again. What? You'll hear us again one day. Yes. All right. Take care, everyone, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Um, uh, what else? Uh, President's Day. President's Day. Okay. Hope you got lots of gifts and a new iPhone 12. Bye. Later. Later.